Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Along with Jordan Ronan, I'm Gabe Nutzel, filling in for the guys today on Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Also play us on your smart speaker. Just say play ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. And with today being the last day of the regular weekday ESPN Radio shows, we thought, hey, who's been the most disappointing team or athlete in 2023? That's been our question of the day on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's take some of your calls, starting with Chris in Cincy. Chris, you're on ESPN Radio. So I know this is going to be a very unpopular thing to say, but going back to the beginning of 2023, Joe Burrow has been nothing but a disappointment. He barely outdueled Hunley in the Ravens playoff game. He was horrible in the Chiefs playoff game. And then I'm pretty sure his whole body is made from the same exact thing that Derrick Rose's knee is because his durability is suspect, and that's putting it – Lightly, the man got his get his bag. I'm happy for him, great for him. He's a good guy from what I've heard, but he can't even play a whole season. And he keeps giving a city that needs positivity, hope, and a team that needs it, but then takes it away each time he goes down. Thank you, gentlemen. Wow, didn't expect to hear that, Gabe. No, did not. I'm a little surprised. They're da- are people down on Joe Burrow? Apparently, at least one person is. Uh, look, I mean, he tried to play through the calf injury, which I think is a good thing. I mean, what, what are you going to do about a calf injury that you suffer early in training camp? But he was starting to put it together before he then needed wrist surgery. And, like, that's – I, I don't know. I'm not down on Joe Burrow, so I, I don't agree with that yeah, one. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not going to get on him for a bad a couple bad, a bad playoff game here or there. I mean, he's yeah. got a pretty good, his, he's got a pretty good you, record on that. Yeah, I'm so, so you played poorly and won your playoff game? Like, that's okay. That's Isn't that a good thing? You don't need <laughs> your A game in order to win playoff games? I thought that'd be a good thing for your team. Maybe not. Triple H, say ESPN, the most disappointing team or athlete in 2023. We go to Doug in Arizona. Doug, you're up next on Carlin versus Joe with Gabe Nigel and Jordan Renan on ESPN Radio. Yeah, I'd like to say it'd be Ja Morant. The guy's got top five talent and bottom five decision-making ability. I imagine Adam Silver today is hanging his head and just shaking it. Yeah, no doubt. He's 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 at near the top of the list. They were a team that was on the rise, and boy, did it just crumble in the last year. Uh, like John Moran's suspension, everything about that that Grizzlies team. Yeah, and him in and out, and even now, you, you still you're still not convinced he he gets it. You know what I mean? Oh, one hundred percent. Still, just like even even after being suspended, what twice now? Yeah, still, still doesn't seem to get it. 
Yeah, and I don't know if anybody would be shocked if it happened for a third time. You hope it doesn't because he becomes one of the more entertaining players on the court for the Grizzlies, but when you, especially when you start talking about, we just had the call about Joe Burrow. Like, Burrow's dealing with injuries. Sometimes, you know, you can't really prevent the injuries, especially right. in the NFL. This is this self-inflicted. This is, yes. so, this is all John, uh, John Morant's decision-making, which makes it that much more disappointing. 888-729-3776. 888-ESPN. Let's go to Kevin in Texas. Kevin, who is the most disappointing team or athlete in 2023? I want to go ahead and say for the decade, I'm a Texas A&M <laughs> Aggie fan. I'm an Aggie fan. Can it get any worse than this? Fair. I mean, yeah, pretty disappointing, Gabe. Pretty disappointing. How much money did they just have to eat? What was the exact number? Ah, was it like 70 something? Yeah, 70 yeah. some million after after letting go Jimbo. That's that's an easy one. That's yes. I I, I feel for you, Kevin. And then the other thing is like yeah, you're up there. You're near the top for sure. Well, Texas A&M, like you were ahead of the curve, right? Like you got into the SEC. Okay, we can be our own entity over here. Kind of get away from Texas a little. Well, now Texas and Oklahoma joining you in the SEC. Seventy-seven million is what they had to pay. Yeah, Tough. and then they weren't even winning. I mean, that's the thing. The pro- the thing that's disappointing, and that's why they're near the top of the list, is because they have everything there, right? They paid for the big coach. They have all this money, and then you would think that the results, especially in college football, when you can buy things, would follow. And somehow they're following the money most of the time, but not at Texas A and M. No, it, it is a little curious. Very disappointing for sure. If you're a Texas A&M fan. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for do-it-right deals. Save now on oil, wiper blades, cleaning supplies, and more. Shop your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store or online at O'ReillyAuto.com. It is Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. Gabe Neitzel, Jordan Rondon with you. Uh, ESPN app. Check us out. Sirius XM Channel 80 as well. This was a bigger game back when Joe Burrow was healthy. But it's still a relatively significant game because the Bengals' playoff hopes are still alive. The Chiefs are trying to right the ship. And at 425 on Sunday, these two teams are going to be going head-to-head. And, well, Jamar Chase, apparently he's not really impressed with the Chiefs' defense as he had this to say about the KC secondary when he was talking in front of his locker room earlier this week. If I'm being honest, nothing. They just know how to players they know the leverages they know what splits we in they just know what we gonna do certain moments um they throw a little double doubles at us to stop the two best players on our side and that's all they do i mean it's not really like they got a jail and ramsey on these squads so you know what i'm saying so not much i know what i see on paper and i know what i see in game that's why they double everybody because they can't do it one-on-one the best player on their team is sneak and that's a fact everybody knows that that's why they double-double everything they see. They just got, what, well, they drafted two new corners that's longer. They're trying to match Snead. That's why I Snead at corner now. I already know it. Like, I'm not bugged about it. They know, I, they know I'm good. They know how to play us. That's what it is. But it's not like they got a superstar on their defense. Whew, a lot of strong opinions for a defense that's actually probably been carrying that team more than they have in the past for Kansas City. Jamar Chase, strong words for the Chiefs defense. Which team more desperate for a win here, Jordan? Well, I mean, I'm not a believer in this version of the Bengals, but yeah, the Bengals that want to make the playoffs, they got to win. So, I mean, it's it's got to be them. I mean, yes, the alarm is already sounding for the Chiefs, but... 
Uh, they're, they're fortunate they're in that AFC West. They're getting a cakewalk cruise to the finish line here. It doesn't really matter if they win, right? They're not getting a top seed at this point. They really don't have a ton to play for aside from just getting back on the right track. So I guess it's the Bengals still, what, 8-7 and seven in that log jam for the last playoff spot in the AFC? Yeah, so the Chiefs are still the third seed. They they can't get up to the one seed. But if Baltimore beats Miami and then Buffalo beats Miami, I mean Kansas City's got an opportunity where maybe they end up sneaking into that two seed. I, I, these next two games I think are important and they're get-right games for Kansas City. I think it's Kansas City who's more desperate for a win, just the way things have gone for them over the last month with tough losses where you know you have an official that didn't call a pass interference penalty against the Packers, then the official uh, correctly, by the way, calling Tony offsides for the way he lined up, and it did erase what could have been one of the coolest plays of the season from Travis Kelsey. But this is a team that needs to get it right. They need to get that offense on the same page, need to get that offense rolling going forward. I thought that their potential run to getting right would have started last week against the Raiders, and it did not. These are two really important games for the Chiefs if they want to have any chance, I think, at making some noise in the AFC. Yeah, the Chiefs, just, they need to do something to feel good about themselves more than anything. I think that's what it is. And to me, in a way, like they need to get Travis Kelsey rest, right? Because I don't know what you think about it. I think one of the most more underrated things is that we're seeing Travis Kelsey because he's their best receiver, and he has been for years, at least since uh, Tyreek left, right, mm-hmm. the past few years. He's their number one receiver. He's getting older, right? And I think yeah. as we've seen this season go along, he's kind of worn down a little bit, right? You get banged up. It's tough. A t- tight end's a tough position to play in the first place. 100%. And so getting him rest, I think, is one of the more important things that they need to be concerned about late this season in order, because like if they want to make if they want to make a run in the playoffs, it's Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Those are the two dudes that are going to carry that offense because they don't have the the playmakers on the outside. We have that's very well established. So in order for them to ma- do the damage they need to do in the pass game, it's going to have to be a lot of Travis Kelsey. I would think you would want to win this week, and then depending on how things shake out, use the final week to give Travis Kelsey maybe a week of rest, let him get healthy. You know, another week of rest when you're, what, he's 34 years old, 30, mm-hmm. 35? And I'm not sure when he turns 35. I'm pretty sure he's 34 at the moment. Uh, that, you know, that every extra day off matters. With Travis, he's still a really good tight end, but he's, not the, best, he's not the best tight end in the NFL. And him being the best, Who's the best tight, tight end, end in the NFL, in the NFL uh, currently, um, it's a great question. Because I was trying to think of this yesterday. Like, Njoku's, like, up there as one of the best tight ends in the NFL because Hawkinson's currently injured. Yeah, so Hawkinson's injured. Uh, Kittle's okay. on that list. Kittle's kind of – he's not used that much. He's also yeah. getting a little bit older. He's not as quite a dynamic of, of, of receiver as he maybe used to be. Sure. Mark Andrews is injured, so, like, who is? Yeah. Um. Yeah, man, maybe it's still Kelsey, but I, I guess the better thing to say then, Jordan, would be he's not as good as he was last year. And that's why they could make the hodgepodge of receivers that they had still work and have that group go to the Super Bowl because, well, Travis Kelsey was playing at a better level. He's still playing, I think, at a really good level, but it's not as good as last year. And as he gets older, that is something that they are going to have to reconcile. 
It's like people used to good. always say. It's like people always used to say about Tom Brady. Who is Tom Brady throwing to? Like he never had a number one receiver. Yes, he did. His name was Gronk. Yeah. Just like Patrick Mahomes' his number one receiver, his name is Kelsey. Yeah. It turns out Gronk's going to the Hall of Fame. Like, that's that's a pretty good receiver. That's a pretty good guy to be throwing to if you were Tom Brady. Same thing with uh, with Patrick Mahomes. And maybe that maybe you're right. Maybe if they get a win this week, they can rest Kelsey against the Chargers in the season finale, get him a little bit of rest, a little more healthy, and maybe they can go on a run in the postseason. Coming up next, we're going to do a little NFL quarterback, would you rather, to get us ready for the postseason. That's next. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Carlin versus Joe, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. It's Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Gabe Nigel, Jordan Renan, hanging out with you today. College football coverage starting in just a little under 45 minutes from now, but we're still talking NFL here as we welcome in our producer, Shannon Penn, who's got a little bit of who would you rather have? Which quarterback Mm -hmm. in playoff contention would you rather have? So just to kind of set the rules here, Shannon, is it would I rather have for the playoffs this year? Yep. So it's just this year. Just this year. Just this year. As we head into the playoffs here, getting you set for the NFL playoffs, which quarterback would you rather have? Easy enough? All right, cool. Let's do it. Jordan, I will start with you. Which quarterback would you rather have, Dak Prescott or Tua? Ooh, that's a tough one. Dak has played great this year. I'm going to go with Dak. I think he's just a little bit more dynamic than Tua. Uh, yeah, if you brought along Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, maybe I would say Dak. Uh, maybe I would say Tua, but I just think Dak has had the better year. He's a little more talented, can make some more throws down the field. Probably that Tua can't make. The one thing I will say for Tua is, I mean, developing the chemistry that he's had with those two and being able to get the ball as quickly as he can, even on downfield throws. I think that's fantastic, but I'm with you in terms of like somebody being able to escape the pocket, make a play for me on a third and four when everything breaks down. I lean a little bit more towards Dak Prescott. Yeah. Again, you bring the, the way he with. made that play the other day when like the dude was draped on him and he made yeah. that throw. That was that was really some play. Two has got great chemistry with the weapons that he has, but if it's just the quarterback, give me Dak. All right, Gabe, which quarterback would you rather have heading into the playoffs, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Oof. Again, none of these are going to be easy ones. None of them are going to be layups. But 
Lamar Jackson's the league MVP. Lamar Jackson's playing better than anybody else, and I understand his numbers don't necessarily pop off the page as much as Josh Allen's, but when you watch him play, he is in complete control of the game, seemingly at all times. Give me Lamar Jackson. I'll take Josh Allen. I think I'm a Josh Allen stan. I get it. I know. I, know. I mean, I'm clearly Mr. Josh Allen. Dude has 40 plus. Getting looked 40. at here by Shannon. Yeah, I know. He has 40 touchdowns. If you gave him what Lamar Jackson has with that total team in Buffalo, yeah, his team would also be significantly better. The reason that we're looking at Josh Allen and we're saying, hey, I get it, the, the, the turnovers you're going to point to, but the only reason his team is where they are record-wise is because the defense isn't as good as it has been in the past. That, more than anything, is the major factor of why the Buffalo Bills are not in the same position as the uh, Baltimore Ravens. All right, Jordan, which quarterback would you rather have heading into the playoffs, Matthew Stafford or Joe Flacco? (laughs) Man. That's not even a close one to me. And I know Joe Flacco's playing great. He's on fire. He's on the heater. Matthew Stafford is a stud. Why don't? Why doesn't he get the respect that he deserves? You know what I mean? Like Matthew Stafford basically should be in the conversation with Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, not the conversation with Joe Flacco. I get it. He's been banged up at times in his career, but the dude's a stud. He he. You know what? He threw forty touchdowns one year and didn't even make the Pro Bowl. I don't think. Throw, throw, throw some respect on the man's name, Wink Martindale. The Giants defensive coordinator, they're playing the Rams this week. He, he After watching the tape, he said that Matthew Stafford and Lamar Jackson should be the two MVP candidates in the NFL. Yes, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I'm with you. I, even though I have Flacco fever. Like it's it, you know it's it's taking it's it's overtaking me. Flacco fever. You're right, a hundred percent right on Matthew Stafford. Watch the Rams play. It's not an overwhelmingly great roster. Like it got old. They lost some players from their championship team from a couple of years ago. And Matthew Stafford, yes, he's got a couple of really good weapons. And I mean, I don't think anybody knew who Puka Nakua was at the beginning of the season. And Cooper Cup continues to get hurt. But he. It's not like those two are just running wide open at all times. Like, they're getting a lot of these opportunities because of the accuracy and the way that Matthew Stafford is playing. He has dropped some dimes this year and is keeping that team almost single-handedly afloat for an opportunity to make the playoffs in the NFC. I am going Matthew Stafford over Joe Flacco. He throws those lollipops sometimes. It just, like, drops in. It's, it's boom. All right, Gabe. Beautiful. All right, Gabe. Which quarterback would you rather have heading it to the playoffs, Jalen Hurts or Brock Purdy? Whew. Again, when you start talking about weapons, it's easy to say Brock Purdy, but I think Jalen Hurts, with everything that he can do and the number of rushing touchdowns that he has, the passing touchdowns, he's turned the ball over more this year, certainly. But Brock Purdy also just had four picks on Monday Night Football in a pretty big game. I am taking Jalen Hurts over Brock Purdy right now. Shannon, you said it's we're taking who is playing better right now, who do you want for this year? No, who, I yeah, got who's, who's, who, who are you heading, yeah. heading into the playoffs? So I'm year. taking who, who's been playing better this year. To me, it's Brock Purdy. He's outplayed Jalen Hurts this year. Jalen Hurts has not been great this year. Do I think he's still a great player? Yes, I do. And I think he's, he does a lot of good things. But Brock Purdy has played better football consistently throughout this season than Jalen Hurts. So I have to go with Brock Purdy at this point. All right, next up here, Jordan, which quarterback would you rather have heading into the playoffs, Jake Browning or Baker Mayfield? This is a no-brainer. It's Baker Mayfield. Jake Browning had a couple good games. He's like a, it's like a version of Josh Dobbs. He was throwing things up. Everybody was coming, pulling it down. You throw the slant to Jamar Chase, he takes it 80. I mean, how about that touchdown he threw to T. Higgins? 
right? Was that even a good throw, or did he just throw the ball in the air and T. Higgins went and jumped and caught the ball? Actually, I've seen him make some bad throws that they turned into touchdowns. I'm not saying Jake Browning hasn't played good, but Baker Mayfield is balling. Baker Mayfield has played really good football this year. He's playing his best football of of perhaps his career the last few weeks. He's humming going into the playoffs. It's a no-brainer. It's Baker Mayfield. If it was just the one good game that Baker Mayfield had against Joe Barry and the Green Bay Packers defense, I might go Jake Browning because, I mean, a lot of people, especially recently, have been having great games against Joe Barry and the Packers defense. But Baker has backed it up, and he's played well in the game since then, like to the point where... They're talking about keeping him around. It's Baker Mayfield over Jake Browning at this point, and I'm with you. I don't think that one's particularly close. He's got 26-8 and eight this year, 26 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. That's a really good year. That's better than 3-1. to one. Come on. That's unbelievable. All right, last one. Yeah. Last one, Gabe. Which quarterback would you rather have heading into the playoffs, Jared Goff or Trevor Lawrence? Whew. This is a tougher one for me. I understand Trevor Lawrence hasn't been playing well as of late, but – when the Lions get on the road, it's also hard for me to just, like, get behind Jared Goff when he's playing on the road when they've struggled against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Who's doing that? But Trevor has been going through a rough one. You know, he had a good end of last year, pretty decent start to this year, and it has been going great. I think I have to trust Jared Goff right now. Now, in the future, I still think Trevor Lawrence is going to be fantastic. I just think right now Jared Goff's playing better than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, who I'm starting my team with, it's not even close. It's Trevor Lawrence, who I'm taking for this year and this year's playoffs, who's been more consistent, better quarterback this year, less mistake-prone. It's clearly Jared Goff. Trevor Trevor Lawrence is going through it right now. And by the way, I'm even considering, I'm, I'm just considering that Trevor Lawrence is healthy to, to start this you know, yeah, debate here. <laughs> but even putting that aside, assuming he's healthy, I'm still taking Jared Goff right now because he's playing better football. Yeah, he is, and that's going to be a big matchup for them, Lions at Cowboys tomorrow. Too many mistakes for Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, just too many, and that's really what's kind of been holding them back, and I thought they were really going to. You want to talk about a team that maybe has been a little disappointing? I thought they were going okay. to take a bigger step oh, forward Jacksonville? this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That fumble he had a couple weeks ago, was it on Thursday night when he just botched it off his leg? Yep. That, that kind of stuff just happens too often to him, like silly turnovers. You're just or, like, what? Come or on. when the, he got him down to the five-yard line and instead of throwing the ball in the end zone, threw it into the flat, and they ended up not getting any points yeah. at the end of the first half. Like that, Those types of things just cannot happen in year three for Trevor Lawrence. It is Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio, and coming up next, is it too late for Tua to get back into the MVP race? We'll ask it experts here on Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's Knows Pros. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ferguson the snap, the hold down by Bailey, the kick is up, it's good! And the Miami Dolphins defeat the Dallas Cowboys 22-20 here at Hard Rock Stadium. Now you see the excitement, man, we're all just happy and, uh, you know, we're, we're ready to keep it rolling. We gotta win, that's all you can ask for in this league, any which way you can get it. You know, these kind of games in December, that's how they go. Whoever has the ball last normally, you know, it's what you can do with that. Possibly the biggest game of the NFL weekend. And it's going to be at 1 p.m. on Sunday. Ravens, Dolphins in Baltimore. We're going to welcome in Marcel Louis Jacques, ESPN Miami Dolphins reporter. Help us break it down here on Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Gabe Nigel, along with Jordan Ronan. Marcel, we certainly appreciate the time, uh, but the Dolphins getting a bit of bad news. Jalen Waddell has been ruled out for the game on Sunday. How much is that going to hurt them as they try to keep pace with what has been an explosive Ravens offense as of late? Yeah, it's not going to be easy. If you remember last year, uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill both went, I mean, supernova. They ever, both of them had more than 170 receiving yards in that pretty thrilling comeback win over Baltimore. Uh, they do not have a legitimate third option at wide receiver besides Waddle. And you're going to hear coaches say, you know, this is why we cross-trained, this is why we're ready. And, you know, I have no doubt that the likes of Cedric Wilson and Braxton Berrios and River Craycraft, they can provide, you know, maybe a opportunities to move the chains here and there, and they're not going to completely spit up on themselves. But no other player has more than 245 receiving yards on this team. Tyreek's at 1,600. Jalen Waddle's at Fort there at uh, just over 1,000. And that's kind of that. So it, it is going to be curious to see where they get their production from beyond Tyreek Hill. Because at this point, if you're Baltimore, you can probably feel like you can put pretty heavy uh, attention to uh, on Tyreek Hill and more or less shut down this, this Dolphins passing attack. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. It's something that they haven't really had to do much of, uh, you know, in Waddle's three seasons with Miami. He's been pretty durable. He gets banged up and nicked up a lot uh, during the games, but he generally doesn't miss games. This is, I think, only the second game he's missing his career, second or third game he's missing his career. Uh, so it's more, it's sort of uncharted territory here, but you could expect them to rely a little bit more on the run game. It's where, you know, I don't want to say Baltimore is vulnerable. There's not really a lot of vulnerabilities on this defense, but it will be a way to negate that pass rush. So they're already going to try to establish run without Waddle. It just became even more imperative with him sitting out. Marcel, my guy, this is Jordan Ronan. Happy New Year, man. Um, I'm curious what the Dolphins' mentality has been like, right? Because you win this game, then even the number one seed is a, po- a strong possibility, right? That that's fully comes into play. The division is also something else that has to be talked about when it comes to the Dolphins. Then you can talk about winning the playoffs, winning the Super Bowl. When, with this team on a regular basis, when you speak to them, what are they? What are the priorities? Like, what what is their? You know, are they like aiming? Okay, 
we need to win the Super Bowl this year. We need to show progress by making the playoffs. Like, what's consider? What do they consider their top priorities? Do you think? Well, I, I think if you ask really any team, you know, I think the easy what their goal is. The easy answer is, oh, you know, you want to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, of course, of course everybody but says the that. most realistic goal that every team, uh, every team has entering the season is to win their division, right? Because that guarantees you at least one home playoff game. Uh, and if you're good enough, you might get more than one. So their biggest goal this season was to win the division. And then, you know, once you're in the playoffs, obviously you, you want to win the Super Bowl. There's no consolation prize from there. So the, it, it, it's kind of, it, it's a tough week for the, we don't pay attention to, you know, anything right. like this week narrative that you, that you so often hear out of locker rooms, because like, they know this is a week, this is a time for them to really secure their biggest goal of, of the regular season, which again is winning the first AFC East title since 2008. So they know that that's on the table here. If they beat Baltimore, uh, I think that, you know, while they're not thinking about it, uh, outright, I don't think this is something that they necessarily want to come down to week 18 against Buffalo. Uh, because if Buffalo's still in line for, you know, Buffalo's still in line for the AFC East next week, then that means they've remained one of the hottest teams in the NFL over the past month and a half. And it's a team that psychologically has kind of a hold over Miami. They won, I want to say, it's like nine of the last 10 uh, matchups between the two. It's not really one that you want to let come down to week 18. So, you know, they're focused on one week at a time, but this is a hell of a week because not only does it take that week 18 showdown out of the equation, but it wins them the division. Marcel Louis-Jacques joining us here on ESPN Radio. Marcel covers ESPN, uh, covers the Miami Dolphins for ESPN. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Gabe Nigel, Jordan Ron on with you. The narrative around the Dolphins all year has been, well, can they beat a good team? And they did that last week against the Cowboys, but if they turn around and then lose to the Ravens right away this weekend, does that narrative come back up heading into the playoffs? Uh, I don't think so. I think, you know, their losses have all been to really good teams. And, you know, they've been in the hunt. You know, they, they could have – they really should have beat. It was a, I, I want to say, questionable for progress, no call that turned into a fumble. That was the difference against the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I, I think they were in the game for most of the game with the, with the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you know, losing at the link isn't something to necessarily be ashamed of. Uh, I, I think it's a bigger concern. I don't think it's as big of a concern uh, as the narrative has led people perhaps to believe, but uh, I, like they're, they're, they're capable. I think they're capable of being a winning team. The Ravens are hot right now. They might be the best team in the NFL. Uh, losing to them really should not stoke any fire about a team's inability to, to win big games. But, Let's... you know, it would if, if they are. If, if dispelling that narrative is as important as they've made it abundantly clear it is to them, you should probably go ahead and beat Baltimore, right? Let's say they do beat Baltimore, right? Obviously, Tua helps beating Lamar Jackson and the quarterback-to-quarterback kind of race. But in order to do it, Tyreek's probably going to have to have a big game. So to both of them are on the list, MVP list. I'm curious. You watch them every day. You watch them every game. Where would you go if you had to pick an MVP on this team? I'd probably pick Tyreek Hill. Uh, I, I think that his presence, his presence and his productivity, they, it, it's such a big part of what Miami does on offense, and, and such a big part of, of you know how a game is dictated. 
even if he doesn't get the ball, I mean, they've admit, Mike McDaniel has admit, even if Tyreek doesn't get the ball, like defenses have to be hyper aware of where he is on the field. So like it, he is, he is, I think the the most important part of this. He raises somebody put this so well, and I'm going to borrow it here. And I wish I could credit them, but it was just some random person on Twitter. Tyreek <laughs> raises the ceiling. Tua raises the floor of this offense, and I, I think Tyreek is what makes this offense special. Of course, they're not going to succeed without Tua Tungavailoa. That's we kind of have to work on our definition of value, right? But you could say that about most NFL teams, except maybe the one that you covered up there in New York. If you lose your starting quarterback, you're going to get a whole lot worse. That's just how kind of that, that's how the game works. So uh, you know, using that argument for Tua, saying look what happens if he doesn't play, you know, I, I'm not really a big believer in that determining value. But I think without Tyreek, this offense loses its identity as a whole. So uh, I, I would go for Tyreek. I would vote him league MVP if he hit 2000, but I, I don't think that that is in the cards anymore. I think that would be a pretty tall ask against the Ravens and Bills secondaries. Marcel, we certainly appreciate the time. Enjoy what's probably the game of the week coming up on Sunday. A game can be listened to right here on ESPN Radio. Our coverage begins at noon Eastern, but it's the Ravens and Dolphins in Week 17. Again, thank you to Marcel Louis-Jacques for joining us here on ESPN Radio. He covers the Dolphins for ESPN. Coming up next here on Carlin versus Joe, what's the one thing in sports you want to see in the new year, in 2024? It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Gabe Nigel, Jordan Renan filling in for the guys today. College football playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Don't miss the semifinals coming up on New Year's Day. Rose Bowl starts at 5 p.m. Eastern, followed by the Sugar Bowl at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. We've got more bowl action coming up for you today as well. AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic following us here starting in about 15 minutes on ESPN Radio. And as we wrap up things here... I heard Carlin, by the way, yesterday. He got his uh, pinstripe bowl victory for Rutgers. Very excited. For Rutgers, Yeah. It was actually, he had a call, the first touchdown was like, so it was one of those plays at the goal line, it might have been like a tush-push where it just like sat there, and you know, the refs don't like signal right away, Mm -hmm. and so literally Carlin for like 20 seconds was like, still no call, still no call, (laughs) it might be fourth down, still no call, and then like after like a lull, he's like, Touchdown, Rutgers! Just have no idea because the refs are just trying to peel bodies off the pile. It took 20 seconds. It was great. 
It was great. So yeah. as we as we turn the calendar over from 2023 to 2024, is there anything sports-wise, Jordan, that you want to see? What do you want to see in sports in 2024? Well, as a fan, I was thinking, you know, as a Nick fan, I'd love to see sure. like them actually get a superstar somehow, but like I don't see a real path to that. So I was like, yeah, that's not even realistic at this point. So uh, until I see it, like 20, 20 years, I kind of realized, you know, that might not happen. So I was thinking, listen to this. Wouldn't this be great? All right. If in 2024, the Buffalo Bills made this magical run, the Buffalo Bills who have never won a Super Bowl, who have never had that ultimate success, that little Super Bowl star of city, right? The, it's up there with like Green Bay and Jacksonville, is some you know the smallest NFL cities. Probably is the smallest. I don't know, I don't know for sure, but I'm I think it is. Imagine if the Buffalo Bills won a Super Bowl, what that would be like in that city of Buffalo. For I'm, I'm like feeling for one of these tortured fan bases that would make for a good story. That would make for a good story. And in a year when everyone kind of gave up on him, Josh Allen turns the ball over too much. People are like, we're, we're ripping him in the middle of the season. McDermott killing him. And I know McDermott from because I when I was in Philly, he was there back in the day. So I kind of like him too. Good guy. So how about that? Buffalo Bills. Magical run. Win the Super Bowl. That's a big one, and I love it because that that's it has to kind of come out of nowhere almost for them because they've been the last couple of years. I mean, they went to an AFC Championship game a couple of years ago. I know it felt like the AFC Championship game, but it was the divisional round when they lost to Kansas City. When that ridiculous game, yeah, yeah. thirteen seconds, got in the field goal range, Chiefs win in overtime. So they've kind of done it from this front-running position almost. So to do it in a season when yeah, they were basically left for dead. Like, mm-hmm. They were left for dead halfway through the year, and for them to rally the way they have, get up some, pick up some of these big wins, like that would be a great story. Because um, I was got? gonna, well, I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I guess I didn't have the Lions going all the way to the Super Bowl, but this is a team that in the Super Bowl era has one playoff win. Yeah, like let's just get to the Lions to an NFC Championship game. Like have that have that fan base, especially with everything they're going through with the Detroit Pistons right now. <laughs> I like, forgot about Pist- that. Yeah, <laughs> poor Detroit man. Well, by the way, the Pistons are much wa- must watch TV last uh, now because they were on NBA TV last night. I flipped over. I was keeping an eye yeah. on it to, to see uh, if they could oh, pull wait, it off. But first at the of all, end. they almost won in in Boston. The fact that we yes. can bring that up the whole show, I'm kind of surprised. They almost won in Boston, of all places. Yeah. Literally the best team in the NBA. They took to overtime. Yeah. Yesterday, filling in on the show, just talking with uh, just talking with uh, some of the people we've had on, and it's unbelievable that the Pistons haven't even had like a hot shooting night. So, of course, it happens when they're playing the best team in the NBA in the Boston <laughs> Celtics. So I want the Lions to win. I want the Lions to go on a little mini run. I don't know if it goes all the way to the Super Bowl because that still seems a little unrealistic, as good as the 49ers seem. But to Probably. win a couple of games for them, for them to win that game, like I just... I want to know what the atmosphere, I can't wait to see what the atmosphere is going to be like at Ford Field for that first ever playoff game there. And then for them to win that, that fan base is going to be up for grabs. So to go on a mini run to make that Lions fan base, like seriously, triple their playoff win production if they win two playoff games since the Super Bowl started, that would be unbelievable. I actually watched that Run Barry Run documentary. Did you watch that? Yeah. Uh, it was I have very not gotten good. to it yet. Oh, you haven't? No. No. It's worth your it's worth your time. It reminds you of some of the things that happened over the years with the Lions and their struggles and how they were building up. They thought they were going to be good, and then they 
they never really got the quarterback position right and Wayne Fonts and all these stories about Barry and why he retired. It's amazing. He just he just left and yeah, went he to he was supposed to show up on the day he was supposed to show up for training camp. He just went to uh, London and and faxed in a retirement. That's how he retired. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, you, know so you, you should watch him. What do you want to see, Although Shannon? I'm a Giants thank you for asking. Although I'm a Giants fan, I actually want to see this whole Aaron Rodgers Jets thing because we we did so much conversation in the offseason and so much build up and then we got nothing. Like I actually want to see what it looks like. What it can be, you know, those matchups against the Chiefs and the, and the twice a year against the Bills and twice against the Dolphins. See, I actually want to Shannon see that. Shannon knows though. He wants to see it, but he knows deep down that they're the Jets, so it's going to blow up and fail. So he wants, like, <laughs> so it's like in a perverse way. He's like, I want to see it, so that then he can just sit there and you know, put his well, put his feet up on the desk and just laugh as oh, usual. I didn't, even, hey, look, I didn't hey, say it had to be good. I just want, I just want to see it. You know, right? yeah. that's the see. thing. He didn't say it. he wanted to see it and see Rogers and the Jets have success. He said he just wanted to see it because hey, he knows, it like. he knows it's going to blow up. There's no way that's going to end well, and we all know it. With Aaron Rodgers and the Jets in the end, it's ultimately not going to end well. No, I can't imagine. At this point, I cannot imagine. Like you said, they're the Jets. Uh, there, there is also one final interesting story, non-sports related, um, that was brought to our attention. In Minnesota, a woman is suing a dentist after four root canals, eight dental crowns, and 20 fillings. In a single visit, Kathleen Wilson filing this lawsuit in Hennepin County District Court, accusing Dr. Kevin Moldrum of Moldrum Family Dentistry in Eden Prairie, Minnesota, of providing negligent treatment in July of 2020, causing significant injuries to Wilson, along with providing an unsafe dosage of anesthesia and falsifying medical records to cover it up. This is according to the Star Tribune. Unbelievable story out of Minnesota. 20 fillings? Eight crowns and four root canals in one sitting. Could you imagine that? I wonder what her face looked like after. You know, like you get oh, like the chipmunks. So it must have been up. Must have been like a balloon. I mean, I, I, what I want to want to know is what did she go in for originally? And like you said, then she wakes up. How do you start figuring out that you have had all these things done to you? Heck, I'd be scared to see that bill too. Oof. Yeah, I don't know about you. you I, I have good teeth, but my wife, you yeah. know, has all these. All this, every time she goes in, she needs something done. This stuff is costly, man. Oh, teeth are I can't, that, that's like That's got to be like a $100,000 trip to the dentist for that lady. Well, yeah, and I mean, how do you think you're getting away with this as the dentist? Well, like you think they're just not going to notice? By falsifying the medical records. Well, but again, like I think at some point with eight dental crowns, you, you know, you look in the mirror and you start to notice these things. Yeah, I mean, uh, the fact that her mouth was probably just all jacked up, man. Well, I mean, come on. With, 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 but also, you I can't imagine how you feel after that, man. But if you falsify the medical and dental records to try to cover this up, I'm assuming you're doing these things so you get paid for them. But like, how do you how do you cover it up? I, I don't know. The whole thing seems wild to me of how you send the bill, but then somehow you are still able to cover it up that you actually didn't do those things yet are still being expected to pay get paid from doing those things. I will say this: like, you could just do whatever you want to the mouth, you know, bill it. You can't like count in your mouth how many fillings you have. Like, can you be like sit there? Oh, this is a new one over here. When you got that's twenty true, of but them, like, I don't, but if you got twenty, Wait, of is them, this a new crown over here? Yeah, well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, you just open your mouth to brush your teeth in front of the mirror, and there's going to be like a glare coming back at you from all the fillings inside your mouth, isn't there? Like, it's reflecting back and going to blind you. I'm just thinking about Steve Martin and Little Shop of Horrors when he was that that <laughs> dentist in there. Yeah, and it's just. 
Because uh, that's a big fear a lot of people have with a dentist, you know? I just imagine, like, what is that pain going to feel like when the uh, anesthesia wore off? What that pain's going to be? Well, also, like, didn't didn't she look at her watch or look at her phone, like, all this time later? Like, wait, how long have I been out for? <laughs> I'll tell you this. So my dad once got my dad once got a filling when he was in elementary school years ago. And so his his dad said, you're not going back to the dentist ever again. He, he didn't need the filling. He went to the dentist literally 40 years later. The dentist said to him, you know, fill out the forms. So when's the last time you've been to the dentist? He put like, you know, 40 years ago. Yeah. Dentist was like, sir, can you please fill this out? Honestly, he's like, no, that's honest. I haven't been to the dentist in 40 years. Teeth were perfect. Not one filling, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Same thing happened. Perfect, my, it clean, everything. Teeth wasn't built 40 like they years. Yeah, it wasn't 40 years for All my dad. Jeans. But like for my dad, he, he went like 20 years. Same thing. Dental record, everything perfect. AutoZone Liberty Bowl coming up next here on ESPN Radio. This has been Carlin versus Joe. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.